0: Welcome to another episode of Indie Pioneers, a podcast by Cosmetics Design Asia. On this episode, I'm joined by Siddharth Somaya, the founder of Organic Riot, a sustainable beauty champion from New Zealand. We chat about the brand's valiant efforts in furthering the sustainable beauty movement and discuss some hard truths about what it means to be a sustainable and ethical brand. Hi Siddharth, good to have you. Hey
1: Amanda. How have you been? Good, how are you?
0: I'm better than good. I'm very excited to record this podcast today. Thank
1: you for thinking of me for this.
0: Of course, Organic Ride is such an amazing brand. You know, actually, I'm curious to know what actually got you so interested in sustainability and and what drove you towards the beauty industry in the first place.
1: I used to work in a a specialty chemicals company uh, from 2012. And uh, I was in charge of making sure that, you know, I had all the documentation in place so that my chemicals would be Approved by you know the big multinationals and um, you know basically going through all the audits uh, you know all the details about um, the ingredients where they come from how they are sourced how they are uh, you know what catalysts I use in the processing how do you define naturality so the entire sort of supply chain to make sure that my raw materials get get approved by the the big uh, multinationals so that's my that was my foray into the beauty industry So the the reason why I actually ended up starting my brand uh, was because I had gone for a conference on the ethics of the pharmaceutical and personal care industry. MNCs were talking about how ethical they are. And, um, you know, one kid in the audience gets up and asks, you know, sir, how come you use X chemical banned in Europe? And they responded by saying, because it's legal. And that's when I was like, there's no way that's the answer, right? Like legality and ethics, you know, sometimes don't go hand in hand and if someone says they're doing something because it's legal, that made no sense to me. So I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm going to start my own brand uh, and make sure that I can give, uh, you know, as many millions of people in the world access to safe and effective skin care, uh, you know, which is most importantly, accessibly priced. The only way you can really make a change is if, uh, you know, you have millions of people uh, buying your products.
0: Mm-hmm. How long ago was that, Sid?
1: So we started R&D for my products in 2015. We launched the brand in 2019. Although people think my brand is barely a year and a half old, it's actually been, it's been in for so long that, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, it's been quite a quite a long time.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely. But now that you've actually gone through all of that, you know, what's one thing you believe new brands should know of before undertaking sustainability initiatives?
1: I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But what I've realized is there is no silver bullet to sustainability, it's too complicated. And the only thing a brand can do is be as transparent as possible so that the consumer can make the decision as to if it is sustainable enough for them or not. I particularly say that, hey, I use plastic packaging, but I will use only recycled plastic packaging because I know that as per my data, plastic is recycled more than glass, and actually, glass is only recycling 20% uh, of the time versus plastic, which is approximately 70%. So when I when I take an undertaking like that, I try and make sure that my packaging is as recycle recyclable as possible. So we don't stick any adhesives on the uh, on the packaging. We don't use um, you know any foiling, anything fancy, so that all you have to do is just shred it, and it can turn back. Um, you know, it can be upcycled or recycled again. So. For me, that was very important. I wanted to be as transparent. And, you know, uh, another thing, like if I were to use glass, uh, you know, the glass has to be cleaned, it has to be, the adhesives have to to be removed, and, you know, the the margins on glass recycling are so thin that the moment it involves labor, it actually is not going to be recycled. It's just going to be, you know, landing up in a a landfill. So, for us uh, at Organic Riot, like, we try and figure out, uh, you know, what is actually happening so that we can take... Uh, decisions with, with, uh, with you know, I guess, knowledge rather than, you know, just not going by the trends in that sense. What we realized also, you know, a paper packaging, a paper is recycled tremendously. So we use only recycled paper as our our, our our outer boxes and we don't use any foiling, we don't use any adhesives, we don't use any matte laminates or tiny laminates. Just keep it simple so that it can actually be recycled again. So for us, uh, quite important steps that we take to make sure that, you know, our impact in the world is as, uh, as possible.
0: And that's just the packaging. You still have ingredients as well. You know, no wonder it took you so long to launch your brand.
1: Yeah, actually it's, you know, the ingredients are quite a complicated bit because, you know, you can have natural quote unquote natural ingredients, which are, source organic farms and those organic farms have led to deforestation of you know places like sumatra in indonesia and you know i can have links to indirect links to the death of orangutans as a brand you need to put out as much information as possible so that your consumer can take an informed decision for example you know we were going to use cocoa butter in our elbow cream we couldn't get enough traceability to prove that there was no child labor involved because you know in the western africa region there's a lot of child labor for cocoa and since we couldn't get enough data we actually switched it with an indian ingredient called kokum butter it's wild crafted in in india uh, in the west mm-hmm. region so you know we we try and make sure that we get uh, you know as much traceability as possible so that we can you know we we don't want any indirect links to child labor and indirect links to organic farms which have led to deforestation in, in countries across the world. So, you know, we try and go as deep as possible and, uh, you know, as much as we can, we try and buy wild-crafted ingredients because something that's wild-crafted is definitely native to the biodiversity of the region. So, you know, we try and buy wild-crafted manuka extract in New Zealand. We buy wild-crafted coconut butter in, um, you know, from India. I mean, we have beautiful... Uh, ingredients from all over the world, which don't affect the biodiversity of the area. And I think that is going to be the future of uh, raw material purchase, wherein we buy ingredients which are native to the place rather than buying, you know, heavily farmed ingredients which are not native to the area.
0: That's really interesting. How else do you envision the future of sustainability and beauty?
1: The most important bit is going to be brands actually making less products. In the past, I feel like you know brands would have to launch with like 100 SKUs, uh, you know, to be able to run a sustainable business. But in today's world, where you have data at the of your fingers, you probably won't have to launch that many products. Which means that your impact on unnecessary plastic and unnecessary paper and unnecessary waste is going to be less.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, and that would impact individual products as well, because I imagine that each product will have to work harder to solve everyone's different skin problems.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you know that's where that's where we came in. And that's we, we have four products. We we get spoken to by investors, retailers, so many people. And they're like, why don't you launch like fifty products because it's doing so well? And we're like, no, I don't think it works like that because as a conscious brand, I can't launch fifty SKUs just for the sake of it. I need to launch what actually will be helping people's skin. I can't just launch products just to get my repeat rates over 50%, you know, things like that. I mean, to me, that's not what I'm aiming to do. I'm trying to build a brand that is conscious and sustainable, and I will only be launching products that customers ask me to launch. So if I have enough data of customers asking me, then I will, you know, launch those products. So, you know, we did we did four years of R&D on, on our anti-pigmentation product, and it's quite fantastic because you can use it as a daily moisturizer, even if you don't have pigmentation, it works beautifully. And if you do have You know acne scars and uh, melasma it works on that as well even even for my anti-acne product you know you can use it as an overnight mask uh, you can use it as a spot treatment it goes you know below makeup in an invisible uh, manner you know it's not something that is white and stays on your skin in fact it's completely invisible we want to make our products as multifunctional as possible so that you don't have to buy 500 products you know to have on your shelf. The way I think of it is we are actually not salesmen but we are sweepers and we are sweeping all the clutter off of your shelf.
0: You know recently I've seen many brands enter the market with uh, sustainability as a USP but do you think that's still viable today?
1: Okay I'll put it this way if you're not being sustainable you don't deserve to be launching anything right now. You don't deserve anything. This may sound harsh but you know there's so much nonsense out available in the world i'm not talking about skincare beauty i'm just saying generally these videos of like turtles being like choked by plastic and all this random waste and you know it's just so it's just so sad because you know we use things for like five minutes but then it has such a deep impact on the world around us you know if you're not being sustainable you literally should not be launching anything right now and you know the definition of sustainability is can be dynamic but as long as what you're doing is with the right intent and the right knowledge and getting as much knowledge as possible i think that's what's most important see right now i still use recycled plastic packaging right love to be in a place where i can use bioplastics but the thing is, bioplastics are not really as recyclable as plastic right now uh, because of the way uh, the molecules are. For me, I would love to get to a place where I can use bioplastics as my, as my outer packaging. I would love to use, instead of recycled paper packaging from trees, I would love to use recycled paper packaging from, say, sugarcane bagasse. A- as long as you're not lazy, uh, I think that's what's most important when you're, when you're launching.
0: Well, Sid, we've come to the last question. Is there an indie beauty brand or brand owner that you admire and why?
1: I really like uh, the brand first. Uh, V-E-R-S-E-D. I, I, you know, I just love what they do in terms of, you know, paring down beauty and making it as simple uh, to understand. Like, for me, I, I, I really love that. And, uh, you know, that's my, my goal would be to build something as uh, powerful as theirs, uh, you know, someday. Uh, obviously, in a different space, I know their their focus might not be as much towards sustainability as organic riot, but their their focus is just so admirable and you know to me they they are brands to really look up to, and hopefully I believe in one or two percent of what what they are uh, today.
0: Well, surely, I think you can surpass that one and two percent sit truly, you're very dedicated in what you do and it shows thank you. I wish we had more time, but we really have to end it here. Thank you so much again for taking the time, Sid. Really appreciate your insight. And I'm looking forward to chatting again. Thank
1: you for thinking of me, to be honest. I would love to share more.
0: This has been Amanda for CosmeticsDesignAsia.com. Join me again for another episode of Indie Pioneers to learn more about the amazing people behind Asia Pacific's beauty brands.